Well, welcome to a bonus edition of this podcast as we are in between seasons. We just wrapped up season two. I had 31 amazing guests and I also posted a compilation video about season two. I had all 31 guests ask the question, what do you do every day to keep your eyes on Jesus? I would highly encourage you watch this on YouTube as you're able to tell who is speaking. But I was really proud of this compilation. There's an hour of great content that I condensed down from 25 to 30 hours of interviews. So if you weren't able to catch the whole season, definitely check out this compilation. Also keep your eye out for next week. I will be posting a trailer for season three. I will be talking about the theme that we will be focusing on as well as my first two guests that you're not going to want to miss. For this bonus episode, I'm talking about discernment on social media. This was actually an audio recording on the Wisdom app. If you haven't heard about it, download the Wisdom app. You can find me on there at Discerning Dad. You can do talks about different topics. You can invite people on a one-on-one chat during the talks. I have a few talks on there that you can listen to, but this talk about discernment on social media, I really wanted to get on this podcast feed as a bonus episode. I think there's a lot of good content in here, something that we all face as we try to have discernment with our time. Now, a lot of this content was taken out of my book, Everyday Discernment. I have a chapter in there on discernment with social media. I would encourage you to check out. You can find that on Amazon. I also apologize for the lower audio quality on the talk coming up. It was done on my phone through the Wisdom app. So that's just what happens. But I would encourage you to download the Wisdom app right now. And I hope you enjoy this talk on discernment with social media. I would like to talk to you today about having discernment on social media. A lot of what I do is talking about having discernment, which is making better decisions. And a lot of my content is focused around Christianity, loving Jesus, making decisions that honor God. So I want to talk about discernment on social media, which can also be good for not just Christians, but for anybody who uses social media. There's some key things that we need to think about on how we discern the content that we look at and the time that we spend on social media. You know, the ease of accessibility and the amount of content in the media feels like it has grown exponentially just in my lifetime alone. You know, almost any movie, TV show, video game or song that you would want is instantly accessible. And the same thing goes with the ease of accessibility with social media. I mean, Facebook was not not a thing. Many, many kids today do not know what a world was like before Facebook. Technological breakthroughs have allowed for the once non-existent and now flourishing use of social media in the culture. The need to be connected for people to feel a part of other people's lives is bigger than just themselves and has fueled social media's popularity. It's not just about connection. It's not just about one-on-one connection. It's this need to feel a part of society. You know, the FOMO, the fear of missing out of what's going on. You know, I remember times when we would have to just look at the news at night, nine or 10 o'clock. It was on for half an hour. That was your time to see what happened in the world. I would actually use a phone line to get scores for sports. I followed basketball. So I would always like, you know, hit hit a certain button to get to the sports scores and then basketball. And then they tell you the updates on the scores. And that got updated like every 15 minutes or so. So an entirely different world where we have everything we could possibly want at our fingertips. Social media allows families to stay connected, long lost relationships to be rekindled and friends to encourage one another, new romances to blossom and businesses to thrive. 
and career expanding opportunities to be pursued. However, for every good story on social media's benefits, there seems to be a story of it being used for evil. People can use social media to bully the weak, spread lies, commit predatory acts against children, connect to someone who wants to make it easy to commit adultery and scam someone out of their money. Christians are in a new age where utilizing discernment in their social media usage is an important skill to refine in their journey of growing and walking with the Lord. It's important to be aware of the dangers and guard against them. Like I said, this goes for anybody that uses social media. There's a lot of things at play, apart from just pleasing the Lord, that we have to be aware of in our time, the time that we're living in. This is not something our parents had to deal with. This is not something that we have a history of the ramifications of social media. There's all this research done. Like We don't have 20, 30, 50 years of research on the negative and positive aspects of social media. We're kind of catching up to this quickly. And so it's really important to kind of be your own test subject, be able to go on social media and see how it impacts you mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all these aspects. How does being on social media affect you? And how much time are you committing to it? You know, I'm on TikTok and it is just insane how much, you know, the hours even can go by if you're not careful on TikTok. I had to put a timer on my phone. I had to use the app, uh, the time limit app on the on the Apple product to not be on so, on TikTok for more than half an hour a day because I get into, okay, I got to make a video. I got to check up on my friends. I got to look for a new sound and before you know it. It's easy to spend an hour or more on TikTok a day. And that is the addictive nature of social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or even apps like this. Now, this app, this app is much more on strengthening you on a core subject. And it's much more, you know, I love this app because it's much more about building character, building knowledge, as opposed to just scrolling through for 10, 20 second video clips. So figure out where your time is and why you're on social media to begin with. Social media has an addictive quality that is hard to ignore. It creates a need to keep checking on it by bombarding you with persistent notifications and the fear of not wanting to miss out. Users on social media can be pushed to the point of compulsion, having to check it frequently throughout the day. People even say that people that uh, some studies show that people touch their phone over 500 times a day, which is insane to think about. People receive validation in their minds when a new post is liked, commented on, or shared, and when their account gets new followers, friends, messages, waves, tags, or mentions. Social media helps introverts make friends and extroverts gain an increased social status and following. The validation we get on social media also has a flip side to it when you compare it to others. Social media can cause depression, though, through a danger of interwining and envy and covetousness. If you judge your worth by the number of likes you have on the post and the number of friends you have, well, what happens when those numbers don't add up to where you think they should be in your mind? This can result in discontentment, which leads to depression. You might think that, oh, well, normally I get 50 likes on a post. Why does this one only have 10? Why does my friend easily get 500 likes and I can't even get close to that? You know, why does they, why do they have more followers than I do? What are they doing differently? And it starts to weave into us a discontentment with what we're doing. 
Craig Groeschel, he's a, a pastor I love. He has a terrific book on this topic on social media called Liking Jesus. And in it, he says, the odd thing is that the more we focus on ourselves, the less satisfied we feel. And the more we are consumed with the things of this earth, the more empty we feel. The reason is that we were created for more, much more. We were created not for earth, but for eternity. We were created not to be liked, but to show love. We were created not to draw attention to ourselves, but to give glory to God. We were created not to collect followers, but to follow Christ. So that goes back to my point of why are you on social media, right? Are you looking for the attention? Are you looking for that sense of validation? You know, if you can't find validation being, uh, you know, and going to work nine to five and having a family and being a stay-at-home mom or going to school, if you can't find validation in what you're doing, what you're working towards, then it's almost a sense of escapism. So you have to go on social media in this other world where you can spy on people's lives and think that everybody is just uh, on their best behavior all the time. They all love each other. They go on vacations all the time. And you get into this state of envy where you wish your life was like someone else's instead of being satisfied with what you have and thanking God that for the blessings that you have. You cannot judge your worth on social media. You start to think there's something wrong with you. If you compare yourself to anyone else, you will always find things that other people can do that you cannot. That's just life. Social media statuses and posts simply are smoke and mirrors. You see the best of people every day. You don't see the husband and wife arguing, the kids screaming, and the pets destroying the furniture. You see people with makeup on and fancy clothes in exotic places living their best lives now. Rarely do you see the hurt, the fears, the depression, the anger, the sadness that the same people hide behind their pictures. You know nothing of the pain and struggle some people went through to get where they are today, what they had to do in business to afford what they have, how they damaged their body to look like they do. Everything has a cost associated with it. Everyone is on a journey. So a lot of people, especially Christians, do fasts, you know, like fasting for food, but they fast social media. Now, this, is, this comes down to personal choice and discernment to see if you need to go into a season where you fast social media for different reasons. Maybe you need to focus on a project at school. Maybe there's a, a crunch at work that you need to just give up social media completely and go cold turkey. Before I started my online ministry, Discerning Dad, I was at the verge of quitting social media for good. I seriously was just going to quit it. Because I knew what it was doing to me. I knew that when I jumped on Facebook, I just felt worse about myself and the world that I didn't want to keep having those feelings. And God called me into social media, actually through the online ministry I started. He called me back to spread some life and some light into those places that normally I just wanted to run away from. But there's no condemnation if you do feel like you need to quit social media. That is an option on the table, everybody. That is something. You're like, well, I just can't give up all my friends on Facebook. I can't give up TikTok. I can't give up anything. Well, yes, you can. I'm not saying everyone needs to, but you do need to look at why you're on it to begin with. Can you manage your time and still give something onto social media or is it consuming you? I had an Apple game, it was called Kingdoms of Camelot. And this game required you to raid other people's villages. It was like this medieval theme. And I played that a good six months and I got completely enthralled by it. 
this was probably, I don't know, eight, 10 years ago now, but I, it got to the point where it completely consumed me to the point where I would get notifications while I was driving that my town was being attacked and I had to pull over to defend my town. That's how stupid it was getting. And that was actually the pivotal moment for me where I knew that I needed to delete the app. I couldn't just play it less. I couldn't just do it on the weekends. I needed to completely delete the app, much to my wife's <laughs> pleasure for me doing that. Uh, so that's just an example of where I had to be real with myself. I had to figure out what is stealing my joy? What is stealing my relationships with those around me and my productivity and completely go cold turkey on it? Now, that not that is not something that, like I said, you have to delete all your apps, but you do need to know where you are spending your time and if it's beneficial for you. So if that means that you delete Facebook, do it. I know plenty of people that have done that. I know plenty of people that have had, that I've met on social media that have just given it up completely. And they have more peace there. They have more time with their family. They don't have that constant need to check it. And so I'm just presenting to you, these are actual options because we, I know we create in our mind that we're in a social media world. We have to do these things. Uh, or you can do variations of them. So I, I snooze. Uh, well, actually, I'm probably going to just delete them because every, every single article I would see on Facebook that was news related whether it was Fox or CNN or ABC, they're all just fear-based articles. Do you notice that? So they're all fear-based, whether it's about the vaccine or the world or the economy. And so I snooze them. And when they come back up after 30 days, I'm probably going to just unfollow them because I, I realized that when I was going on Facebook and just seeing these articles, they were just designed to create fear and discontentment in me. And I didn't want to see that. I wanted to catch up with friends, maybe see a couple of funny things online and not be bombarded with that. That's a decision I made. And so I have to go before myself every time I get on social media and say, okay, am I spending too much time on here? Am I getting, what am I actually doing on here? First of all, am I just killing time when I could be reading a book or focusing on a project or writing a book? You know, there's there's so much, and this is, this comes into the Netflix mentality too, where you can easily jump on Netflix for two hours, but then when it comes down to, well, did you work on that project? Did you spend time with your kids? Did you pray to God? No, I didn't have time. Well, you have time for what's important to you. That's what we have to remember. The other aspect of uh, social media I want to touch on is the ability for people to hide behind their profiles and act in a way that would never act with someone else. People will post things just to gain controversy and gain attention and segregate a community or blatantly be mean to someone. There are no repercussions to this action. You can hide them or block them, but they can just move on to the next person. And this creates an avenue for bullies to rise. And especially if you have kids, know that bullies are not just on the playground anymore at recess. Bullies are on social media as well as predators. So you have to have discernment with your kids when they're online and on social media. And same thing with yourself. If you are on social media and you cannot, you know, either, well, first of all, don't be a troll. Don't just comment negatively on people's posts because it makes you feel better about yourself. Don't take someone else down just to make a point. If you're a Christian, especially do all things in love and truth, but not at the expense of someone else. That means that 
if you can't control that, then you probably shouldn't be commenting on other people's stuff. It's so sad to see people go back and forth. And for what? You're not going to change anybody's mind in a Facebook post. You change people's minds or you build relationship with people to understand their side of it. And then for them to see your life and then to make an impact on their life and to show love, not with the goal of changing them, but with the goal of loving them. And so we need to have discernment with how we're portraying ourselves. And if you're a Christian, how you are portraying Christ on your social media usage. Now, social media is great for trivial things, funny things, random things. It doesn't mean that everything you have to say has to be biblically related or serious or that you can't have fun. But it does mean you should not hurt your witness for Christ online because both believers and unbelievers will read what you have to say. Your witness is instantly lost when you resort to immature accusations or name calling in a superior way. There is a time and a place for conversations, but that is usually over coffee. When you have a seat at the table of someone's life, then you can start to build into their life. You can start to speak into their life. You can start to help them, help them grow in an area they're struggling with. You know, I can't tell you how many times I post something as a Christian online that I'm celebrating Christmas, for example, or Easter. And there's always somebody that says, well, those are pagan holidays. Why do you celebrate them? People that are not my quote friends, even if they've made it their made their way to my friends list or follower list. And they just make that comment like you're sinning by doing that. And I always come back and say, first of all, I know they were started as pagan holidays, but I find that I can redeem them for God and celebrate them in the way that is uh, allows me to be with my family and celebrate the, the meaning behind how they've been turned around. And if you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. The thing is, we feel that our convictions have to be pushed onto other people. So if you only, you know, whatever the convictions are, I mean, working out is a good example. People criticize others for not going to the gym as much as they do because they feel better about themselves. We do that for all the things that make us feel better about ourselves. We then project that onto other people. We have to be very careful about that because, first of all, if you are online and you see people that do the meal prep and the working out every day and they do the posts every single day of how they look and work out clothes against a mirror, those people are annoying. Now, God love them because they're doing what they love, but they're annoying because they make you feel bad about yourself if you're not working out. They instantly, you start to feel resentment towards them because they're doing something that you don't want to do or you don't have, don't make the time for, but you would love to be that shape, but you don't have the effort for it. And so when we see people doing things online that we don't either agree with or we don't, uh, we wish we could do ourselves. We wish we could have the, you know, the three and a half kids and the Lamborghini and go on vacations to Jamaica. Like we wish we could do all that stuff. And so it creates, again, resentment in us when we start to see people online that are doing things that we wish we could do. So use social media for a vessel to connect with people. I mean, there are ways to have real connections with people online. Not done through the comments in a mean way, but to message people, to check in on people, to start private Facebook groups where it's only people that want to be in there. Uh, there are really good things about social media. And I'm on all the social media I think I can possibly be on. And I see a lot of benefit in it, especially in the ministry I have for helping people grow in discernment. I myself have to be aware of the downfalls of it, of, of things that are affecting me. Even if I'm on it for a good cause, I still have to have discernment with the time I put into it and the energy and what, what it does to me when I'm on there. If it's not something that's building me up, 
And so ask yourself, there's a, there's just a few questions I have for you to ask yourself. How can social media cause you to become discontented with what God has given you? If you're on social media, do you find yourself being discontented? In what ways do you seek validation from social media? What are some positive ways that social media can be used? And are you using them for that? Is there any benefit to heated discussions on social media regarding politics, religion, or another hot button topic, aka the vaccine? Is there any benefit to heated discussions on social media? I would say no. And so we need to have discernment with social media. I would encourage you, if you enjoyed this talk, to get my book, Everyday Discernment. I read a lot in the chapter I have in there on discernment with social media. There's many other discernment chapters focusing on finance, relationships, how you have discernment with your time, how you have discernment against counterfeits. So there's a good amount of chapters, and they're just focused on that. So if you enjoyed this talk, check that, check out the book, Everyday Discernment. You can get that on Amazon and follow me on Discerning Dad. Discerning-dad.com is my website. You can check me out there. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. God bless you all.